Welcome everyone to Tamriel Adventures, your source for information from all across the far reaches of Tamriel. I am your host, of course, Eric Rasuglior, and today we are going to talk about the main hub of magic in the Skyrim area, and that, of course, is the College of Winterhold. But before we get to that, we do have a couple of bits of news. Um... The big thing is, is that Elder Scrolls Blades is going to be moving out of early access um, very, very soon. And it is also set to release on the Nintendo Switch on the 14th, which is just a couple of days from when I'm recording this. So um, (laughs) I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant here and... um, Sometimes the gaming community drives me absolutely crazy. So, Elder Scrolls, the Instagram page for this, um, they announced it moving out of early access very, very recently. And I was looking at the comments, and pretty much all of of the comments were super negative about it, saying how trash the game is, and and Bethesda needs to just get rid of this game and focus on Elder Scrolls 6. Look, would you rather not have the ability to play Elder Scrolls on your phone? I play the game, and I've gotten pretty good at it. I do wish the game was a little less grindy, but for what it is, it's fine, guys. Just chill out. Number two, quit hounding Bethesda for Elder Scrolls 6. They know we all want it. They want it. They said they're going to do it. They just have other stuff they're focusing on first. So they are going to be releasing Starfield, hopefully within the next year or two. They did say they have a couple of other things they want to get out of the way before they focus on Elder Scrolls 6. They have done a little bit with it as I mentioned last episode. But God bless them. They want to be known for more than just Fallout and Elder Scrolls. And you know what? More power to them. Thank you, Bethesda, for all you guys do. Um, Another thing that people keep hounding Bethesda for is the release, the port of Oblivion, Morrowind, and Fallout 3 and New Vegas on the Switch, which... I'm not going to lie, I would love to see, but Pete Hines said that they're not going to do that because that would be more work, and it's not as easy as people say that it is. And frankly, they just have other stuff that they want to focus on, and you know they want to make what they're working on the best that they possibly can. So thank you again, Bethesda, for all that you do. And guys, quit your bitching. Please (laughs) quit being so damn negative for the love of God. Try and appreciate what they do because they don't have to do it. You know, they want to take the time and make the, what they're working on as best as they can. So unlike certain other series, they don't just put trash out every single release because they want to get something out. So again, please try and be a little, positive and supportive of a company who makes games that you love 
Okay, I'm going to step off my soapbox now. I apologize for that little rant. But, like I said, this I don't know when the trend uh, started to just be super negative and complain about everything started, but I hate it. Um, as far as Elder Scrolls news, there is not a lot. Um, the Gloom Spore crates are going away in like a week or so, so... Take advantage of those while you can. Like I said, I got myself a little cinch kitten gloom spore uh, non-combat pet. So, yeah, uh, take advantage of that while you can. So, and that brings us to my gameplay. So, I have been taking a step back a little bit. I'm still definitely playing every day. And the biggest thing that I've been focusing on is I wanted to finish what I was working on before Graymore came out, and that was Orsinium. And I did it. I did finish Orsinium. Uh, it was quite fun. I... <laughs> the mountains were a little tricky sometimes, but I think the best thing about Orsinium was the character development that they had in there. I, I, they had some great characters in Orsinium. In particular, I think her name is LV Sharp Arrow, this little wood elf that helps you on your mission sometimes. She was fantastic. She was just adorable. Um, King Karak was great. His... Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to spoil anything, but uh, yeah. He was definitely a great character. So... Uh, Orsinium was fun, but I am going to be just focusing on just little side missions here and there so I don't have anything big to take up my focus while Graymore is going on after it releases. So, yeah, that's about it as far as gameplay. I played a little bit of Oblivion, not a whole lot. So, just thought I'd hop in for a minute. So let's go ahead and get into the lore part with the College of Winterhold. I'm not going to lie, there's not as much about it as there was with the Companions, unfortunately. But a lot of it has to do with the history of Winterhold and the College itself before the events of Skyrim. So Winterhold... As I said, its early history is shrouded in heresy and superstition. One legend says that the Archmage Shalador built Winterhold using nothing but a whispering spell. And just from what I've seen about Shalador, I believe that. Because that dude is intense and very powerful. You see him in, in Elder Scrolls Online, as I said, in Major Skill Quests. And just looking at him, you can tell he's powerful. So, um, there is a bit here, as I said in every episode, the information comes from the UESP wiki. So thank you again, yes, uh, UESP wiki for the lore info. Um, there's a bit here about King Borgas and the Jagged Crown. So I'm going to read a bit from that. It says, uh, the last monarch of the first empire of the Nords is High King Borgas, and he came from Winterhold. When he died in the wild hunt of First Era 369 and 
I'll get into the wild hunt in another episode. That's something I could spend a lot of time on. So um, it has to do with the Bosmer. So at some point, I'm going to go through each race and give some background on each race and how they came to be and why they do what they do. So um, he, King Borgas, died in the you know in the first era 369 the jagged crown if you've played through skyrim you know that the one of the first quests you get during the civil war storyline has to do with the jagged crown so tensions in the fledging fledging province grew during the wild hunt of first era 369 the moot's failure to appoint jarl hars or hans sorry Hans of Winterhold as Borgas' successor was likely the reason for the occurrence of the War of Succession, and we'll talk about the War of Succession in another episode. <clears throat> the war was a prime factor in the Nordic Empire's rapid decline, as well as the newly rested independence of their recently conquered territories. The War of Succession ended when Yorlof one eye of Whiterun, and if you know, if you played Skyrim, you know who Yorlof or Jarl Orlov, that's two different words, I apologize, of Whiterun, he slew the dragon Numenex. Jarlof, or I said it again, Jarl Olaf One-Eye, you hear about him a lot in Skyrim, particularly during the Bard's College questline. <clears throat> but anyway, he slew the dragon Numenex and established himself as High King. Cities from Winterhold of to Falkreath bowed down to his might and acknowledged him as their leader. I should mention that before Solitude, Winterhold was the capital of the Skyrim province. In the in the first era, 2804, during the reign of Emperor Kostov, the Winterhold Rebellion broke out in response to forced conscription of the populace. Master of the Dragon Guard refused to send help to quell the rebellion on the grounds that doing so would violate their oath of allegiance. The Akaviri commander, Kalian, was sent to Winterhold and sacked the city a year later, breaking the trust established between the Dragon Guard and the people of Skyrim. Unfortunately, the Winterhold rebellion ended on high note. Fortunately, I should say, the Winterhold Rebellion ended on a high note as Emperor Raymond Cyrodiil II was able to negotiate a swift end to the conflict. In the Second Era, 431, High King Lorgrof, Lorgrof, Lorgrof was assassinated, leaving High Kingship vacant. Naturally, the position was passed on to the next of kin, his daughter Freydis, but Jarl Svarder claimed that Freydis was an illegitimate, illegitimate, easy for me to say, heir to the throne, that a moot was needed to determine the proper successor. The moot chose Jarl Svarder, even though the crown of Verity had chosen Freydis. This caused a schism between West Skyrim and the Old Holds, which formed two different high kinships, with Svarder ruling east West, or I'm sorry, ruling west from Solitude and Freydis ruling east from Windhelm. Winterhold was brought into the Eastern Kingdom when the Ebonheart Pact was formed in the Second Era 572. Winterhold was brought into the Alliance along with the rest of the East. During the reign of Uriel, Uriel Septim VI, his half sister Morhatha married Baron 
Ulef Garson of Winterhold, which brought her wealth and influence enough to help Uriel VI assume full agency over his leadership. When Uriel VI passed away, Morhatha Septim named Empress was named Empress of Tamriel, completed her brother's work, making Cyrodiil a government under the authority of the Empire. So that is how Skyrim came under the Cyrodiilic rule and became part of the Empire. So it gets into how the people of Winterhold eventually have a, a suspicion, I guess you could say, of magic or dis- a distrust. So let's jump ahead to the Third Era. So Winterhold was, uh, during the Imperial Sanctum, or Sim- Simulacrum, Simulacrum of, in the late Third Era, some of these words are impossible. I don't know how they come up with them. The city-state of Winterhold was ruled by King Ernard. It maintained its rivalries with both Dawnstar and Windhelm. After acquiring the first piece of the Staff of Chaos, if you have played Arena, you know what the Staff of Chaos is. It is the staff that uh, Jagar Tharn broke into pieces when he uh, impersonated the Emperor Uriel Septim VII. So, um... I guess uh, King Ernarn acquired the first piece of the Staff of Chaos. And, I'm sorry, the Eternal Champion did. He acquired the first piece of the Staff of Chaos in Hammerfell the, and eventually made his way into Skyrim and gained an audience with the Guildmaster of the Mages Guild of Winterhold, Delon Karn. And I should say that by the time of the Fourth Era, the Mages Guild and the Fighters Guild are no more. So they seem to um, they seem to end on a high note in Oblivion, where you know the crisis has passed. But in all actuality, what you witness at the end of Oblivion in those quest lines is the end of those guilds, and the Companions Guild, or the Companions and the College of Winterhold, kind of serve as a Mage's Guild and Fighter's Guild, but they are not. So, Thelnacarn told the hero that the piece was located in Labyrinthian, which is the location that had long since been lost. And Karn sent the champion to the Fortress of Ice, which stored a tablet needed to decipher the location of Labyrinthian. After finding the tablet and bringing it back to the guild, the Eternal Champion made their way into Labyrinthian and found the piece of the staff. The, in, during the waning years of the Third Era, in the uh, Third Era 432, Winterhold experienced a renaissance of power and influence. The first wave of the Dunmer refugees came into Winterhold, providing little burden to a little, uh, providing little burden to the capital city. And I should mention that this was around the time that the Red Year happens. So basically. In Morrowind, Vivek disappears, and since he disappeared, the little asteroid that hovered above the city crashes into the city since he's no longer there to keep it suspended in the air. 
So that started a chain of natural disasters that just all but destroyed the province of Morrowind, uh, including Red Mountain erupting. And then there's earthquakes and just mass destruction. So most of the Dunmer decide to leave Morrowind, and most of them go to either Solstheim or Winterhold in Skyrim. Some go throughout the, throughout Tamriel, but most of them go to Skyrim. So as it says right here, a lot of them went to Winterhold, and by the time of Skyrim, you can see that there's some uh, racism going on. Pretty much against anything that's not a Nord. But the Dark Elves did bring new ideas enriching the culture of Winterhold and stimulating the old mercantile spirit of the city. A surge of scholars entered Winterhold and after it became the new home of the Izmir Collective, a college-maintained library containing the con content rescued from the strife in the East. But during the Oblivion Crisis, the old holds were attacked by Daedra Cord, and the crisis is really what sparked the mistrust of magic. And the Nords of Winterhold expressed hatred towards the mages living in their city, mostly the Dunmer. A second wave of Dunmer refugees came into Winterhold following the Red Deer, but some of these Dark Elves left and returned to Morrowind. So, yeah, that's really when the Thank you, Mayrun's Dagon, for inspiring a just mass distrust of magic. And the Nord's distrust of magic came to a climax in the Fourth Era 122 in an event known as the Great Collapse, which you've played Skyrim, you've heard of. As it's known, the destruction brought nearly all of Winterhold in, into the sea of ghosts and just plunged it into the depths. Winterhold's tenure as Skyrim's capital city was lost, so this is when the capital got moved to solitude. But it left nothing but a collection of untouched Nordic buildings, and most, you know, a lot of those are in ruins. It was heavily, so some some of them were untouched, not all of them. But most people in the city were like, hey, the College of Winterhold is completely untouched, and they're close to the sea. It's their fault. Even though the college said they, have, they had nothing to do with it. <clears throat> During the Skyrim Civil War, Winterhold was ruled by Jarl Koror, who supported Ulfric Stormcloak and his endeavor to make the province of Skyrim an independent state. And... You know, the Stormcloaks were just basic, you know, warriors. You know, we don't need any freaking magic. <laughs> we don't need magic. We're Nords. So, during this time, the College of Winterhold was spearheaded by Archmage Sabras Aran, and his, under his leadership, made a momentous discovery in the ruins of Sarthal. And we've mentioned Sarthal. Uh, I should note that in my last episode, I said that the um, Night of Tears was when the Snow Elves ransacked Yorvaskar, and apparently I just really had Yorvaskar on the mind talking about the companions. It was actually Sarthal. I apologize. But the Eye of Magnus was discovered in Sarthal by the College of Winterhold, and they took it into the college, and that... <laughs> That did not help because these anomalies show up and start attacking everything in sight, 
in Winterhold, and once again, the college was held responsible. But your character helps the people of the college fend off these anomalies, but they were still blamed. So I'm not going to get into any more spoilers in the College of Winterhold storyline, except for the Sigic Order um, has something to do with it. They make an appearance after hundreds of years. And that's another thing that I love about ESO, is you get to deal with the Sigic Order and go to Artaeum, which is a city in Somerset that they take out, kind of like the Isle of Candor or the city of Kandor in Superman mythology. So there is not a lot other than that, other than the structure of the college itself and how it became also a hub for a library. So, um, yeah, that's about it. I'm going to end it there. If you want any more information, you can check out the UESP wiki. Like I said, a lot of the rest of it just has to do with the architecture of the college and just uh, certain highlights of that, such as the Archmage's uh, little garden he's got going and the library and the dorms. So. Yeah, um, like I said, I'm going to go ahead and end it there. So if you would like to reach me, you can find me uh, personally at engold08 on Twitter and Instagram. You can find the show's Twitter at TamrielicP. You can find the show's Instagram at TamrielicAdventures. You can email me if you'd like at TamrielicAdventuresPodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to find me in-game, in ESO, I am at Ian Gold. I'm sorry, it's at EE Gold on the PC North America um, server. If you would like to join my guild, I have a guild for the Hive HQ. Shout out to the Hive once again. Thank you for sponsoring the show. Um, my Dunmer character recently became a vampire, so if you'd like somebody to give you vampirism, I can do that. So if you would like to support this show, please tell a friend, tell a family member, tell some random guy down the street. You can also leave a rating and review on Apple Podcast. If you leave a review with some text, I will read it out on the show. And... Uh, yeah, let me know what you would like to see next. I'm going to keep continuing the Skyrim theme until um, the release of Greymore, at least. So, as, I, as always, stay safe, adventurers.